Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. from Studio 6B on a Monday night. Just getting the week started. May 2nd, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Glad you're in. Lots to do. i got to wear my jacket here because we've got the studios <laughs> freezing. Paul Nolan's here with the news tonight. Are you, are you feeling cooler now? We call him Little Damon Chili Bones. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I turned 50, as you're all aware, Thursday. Oh, and on yeah. Friday morning, guess what came? Bubby, get up. my slippers. Up. up. The AAP. Not even one day, Rick. Nice. They couldn't wait one day. <laughs> nice. They're a communist organization to heck with all. Well, yes, but I got it on Friday. Not oh. even one day. Not even. Not, Not crazy? even one day. Not so. even one day. Uh, Rick Delgado's here. How are you? I am well, and yourself? All well, right. So besides like being old Walter and cold? Brimley. Yeah, old and cold, exactly. <laughs> what? I was going to say, it was almost like Walter Brimley was just waiting at your door the second you turned <laughs> oh, 50. Wolford, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wolford Brimley. Is, that, is he the one who did the AARP? I don't know, but he just... No, he did the Quaker Oats. One, yeah. yeah, right. One day. He was like the star of Cocoon. Rick Amorati's got sports. Mr. Amorati, how are you? Good, Big D. Not to arp on things, but how was your birthday celebration? <laughs> What's up? Oh, God. It was good. It was, it was good. The weekend was good. Everybody's weekend was good until this morning. Uh, Geo friend, of course, here holding it down as always. Well, we, so I got terrible news this morning, and I want to start here. Yeah. And I know most in the chat uh, have been talking about it throughout the day, and especially this morning. And I got an email from uh, one of the RAV mods saying that one of our very loyal listeners had, had passed away. Yeah. And I Sick. couldn't believe to find out as she went by Animal Topper 1, I believe. One, yep. On, in the chat, um, so, had so. some kind of episode with an, I guess she had some issues with her breathing and she had an asthma attack. At least that was the word I got. I don't know. I, I don't. I haven't confirmed that, by the way. So I'm. I mean, I'm just telling you what I heard. Um, and she passed away. It's just a terrible, terrible story. Terrible. I've just felt so awful about it all day. I've been thinking about it all day long. And um, because you know we do this show every night, and all the shows on Real America's Voice, they, we do them every day, and we take the time to you know try to prep and do the best show we can and we do it for you you know for the audience there's no better audience as i've said i think anywhere than this audience 
and the Real America's voice audience, not just between 8 and 10 every night, but there's the whole network all day long. And you can go in that chat almost at any time and see a lot of the same people there all day, every day, even on weekends. And I think what the people in the chat love, a lot of them have expressed, is the fact that you can go in there a lot of times and see a lot of the hosts, by the way, a lot of times, even on weekends. Like I was this, this weekend. And on Friday night, um, you know, the, the president's rally got canceled. Mm-hmm. And um, they were live still in, at the site, I guess the hotel. Ed Henry and Karen Turk and were just sitting out there talking to regular people. And, I mean, it was a scream because they just got some funny people who came up. But it was just, you know, to, to jump in the chat. And the chat means a lot to people. It's a community. Yeah. So to get this news uh, was just just devastating. Yeah. Never met Animal Topper 1, as a lot of people probably hadn't. But it almost doesn't even matter. You just feel like when you're part of that, like Paul said, that community and being in there every night, every day, and communicating, and I'm sure they can, you know, sending pictures and talking. It's, you almost feel like you, you know them. Yeah. And so just really just, just terrible news. Our, our, our hearts and prayers go out to her family. Something obviously so unexpected and sudden. And our friends from Cowboy Logic, Don and Donna, had her on as a guest not too long ago. Like really not too long ago, maybe like a week or so ago. Yeah, about a week ago. Yeah. So I saw the interview, and um, boy, I thought it'd be nice just to, to, to play a little of it, because one of the last questions they asked was just about what we're talking about, the chat and what it meant to her and what it means to other people to be in there, and especially at this time, during this time in this country and what's going on. And, you know, you never want to live in an echo chamber. We've all talked about that. But the chat, you know, it's, it's, it's like Paul said, it's just that feeling of like-minded people, want best for the country, want best for their kids, want, want what's best for you and me, and we want what's best for you and, you know, yours. Yeah, so uh, there's that camaraderie. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah, after a while, you do end up feeling like you know these people. And and I, I think uh, you'll agree with me, Rick. When you look at this get a chat, it really is a warm, like encouraging, loving group. I mean, this is a nice group of people in these chats, and yeah, you know, like I I really like the Discord group and the Telegram. It was all nice, yep. but it's it's so hard to separate in so many places where you're trying to. You know, get after a day's work. You come here, you do it because you love the fans. You know, you love to be connected to the like-minded people, as Dee said. You know, you really, you know, really look forward to getting in the chat and talking to people because they're just like us. Yeah. You know, they they are us. You know, I mean, it, they're just yeah. salt yeah. of the earth. You know, love this country, love God, and you know. You know, and, and sometimes you know it's probably not a, a not a big big amount, but there's probably some that are in the chats. You know, whether it be the getter or the Telegram or the Discord groups, where you know what this is the, this is their big interaction because maybe they're you know they're cut off from. You know, they don't live in big cities or big towns, and maybe families have grown up and they've moved away and stuff. So, so it's like, hey, you know what? Where are my friends? 
you know, and we don't have those friends that we had growing up. You know, it's like, okay, you, you found a new set of friends. You like to hang out with them once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And the chat's a place to do that. So I thought as a tribute to um, Stephanie, I believe it's pronounced Oostveen is her last name. Stephanie. Of course, we ref- Donna and Don referred to her as one of the RAV warriors. They had her on, and I thought it'd be nice to just play a little bit of the end of this because I thought it kind of encompasses you actually get to hear her talk a little bit about I want to put a face to their health issues as well here at the end of this this clip but I thought this was a worthwhile clip to play so gee if you have that roll that I would like for you to take a take a brief Mm -hmm. moment and explain to the viewers maybe those that are watching on Dish Network or Samsung TV or Pluto that that don't engage in the getter chat rooms what rav has meant for you as an american citizen as a patriot somebody that is watching and become such a uh, a significant part of a network that's called real america's voice what does it mean to you and what does that family mean to you well it is just that it's real uh and um it's uh, very organic as to how it's happened. Uh, you have personalities that come out. In the beginning, when they first got on Getter, Rav did, um, you could see you know, a lot of people are like, hey, hi, I'm out there. It was like little tiny voices. And um, I just decided, well, I'm going to say hi to whoever comes in that room. And so that seemed to set things off. Then other people opened up. And now you can't that you can't even shut it up. And when there's a big event, whew, yeah, I mean you can't even read the text. I'll give you a hint: you can scroll up a little bit and it'll slow it down so you can find out what someone's talking about because there might be three conversations going on at one time. It's even gotten to the point where we share recipes in there. It's oh. it's it has morphed into something more. You know, a lot of people have contact information with other people. I'm yeah. sorry, what? I can't read fast yeah. enough sometimes when, when things are, it's just flying by and it's, it's just nice to know. I mean, even just this past weekend, they reset the stream. And by the time our show was over, there was over 6,000 people that had watched. In fact, 6,500 by the time the show went off the air. And it's just heartening to see that because, you know, there's so many people out there that are really, um, it's obvious that they're feeling their voice is not being heard. And it's real America's voice that is finally giving them a platform to be heard. Yes. And uh, the fact that the, um, the the studio members, the hosts, they get involved with, with the viewers. That's, that that's, you can't put a price tag on that. That's value. And um, it lets people know or be heard, especially when, when everyone's almost saying the same thing. Now, sometimes you have a difference of opinion and you'll get talked out. Um, you know, that's good. You should have that. Uh, and, uh, but uh, I learned, I learned so much from your, your show, especially about the Ivermec. Uh, I don't know. Remember I got a little sick and I was, you yeah. know, I have lung, uh, lung disease. So, uh, uh, you had Dr. X-Ray on there, and he was like, no, just don't take it once. Take it four days in a row. And that was a difference. And um, I'm happy to, to uh, report 
that my breathing as a result has improved since that four day treatment of Ivermec. Now, wow. I don't know what that is, but it's uh, d significantly different. I can walk across the yard now and not have to hang on to something to catch my breath. Well, yes, ivermectin uh, does that, and that's why we have our doctor yep. x-ray to try to help as many people yeah. like you out there. Animal, it's just awesome. Hopefully have you back when the monkeys are born and we can see the babies. That's right. That's I right. Have a Animal Topper, we appreciate you being on here. We appreciate you being on here with us. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, just amazing that um, Don and Donna had her on. It's almost, um, I don't know. Almost like it was, I don't know. Isn't that, isn't it kind of, it's, it's kind amazing. Of, it's amazing, right? It's amazing. Yeah. That they literally mm -hmm. just did this interview with her. It was amazing. almost like we needed to get her so glad to, put to a be face. a part of history here. Yeah. You heard her talk a little bit about the end and about her problems. And again, I don't know the full story. And I do know that um, there is some setup to try to help the family. I don't have all the details in front of me, so I don't want to give misinformation, but we will certainly put it on all our social media. Um, I believe there's a give, send, go, or, or something that's been set up, obviously, for the family. So I'll pass, we'll pass that along through our social media as we, uh, as we get it, so it's accurate. And I'm sure this audience, I'm sure this audience will do what anyone, will, anything will help, obviously. Uh, something so expected. And Slick Rick, um, I believe they named, didn't they name my... Um, Baby calf, yeah. Uh, they call it a heifer. Uh, they named her uh, Slick Rick. She, she says, she's a girl, <laughs> but we're going to name her Slick Rick anyway. She says, hey, Rick works as a girl's name too, like, you know, Ricky Lee Jones. So, yeah, uh, yeah what a sweet That's woman. Awesome. And fantastic get her chat uh, all the time she's on there. There's so many great ones on there, Big D, as, as you mentioned. Yeah, so just extremely devastating news for the whole Rav family. For the getter chat for all of us who do shows on rav who, who do you know we do the show and we, we know we're talking to somebody but what you know we don't exactly know who until you get out there you know we joke with harry but harry's out there meeting the people and he keeps reporting back to me about it what it's like and we and we'll get out there eventually but uh, the chat is one way to bring us all a little closer a little quicker so again just um keep the family in your prayers we will as well a uh, tough way to start the show, I know. We'll pick it up, but I did want to spend this and really put this tribute together to her and to all the viewers who continually support all the shows on Real America's Voice. So we'll remember her. God bless. So, all right, 13 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Just getting started for the week, for the night. Glad you're with us. We're back right after this. All right, 17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Monday, getting the week started. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's going to do some news. Rick Delgado's here. Geo Friend holding it down as always. Let's start, though, with some sports. And here what that is, Slick Rick Sports, at Slick Rick Sports on Twitter, on Getter, on True Social. What's going on, Slick Rick? All right, Big D. Well, let's try to move along. Great tribute again. Um, NBA 2022 playoffs. Well, we got the East semifinals, Big D. Uh, well, Sunday, yesterday, I don't know why. For some reason, I was pulling for Milwaukee. Meanwhile, Thursday night, I bet you I took Boston, and I lost. <laughs> you lose if you had Milwaukee. So, <laughs> now, if you had Boston, I should say. 101-89. 
9-9. Bucks lead that series 1-0. And looking strong. Crazy game in the TD Garden. But I think the Celtics will bounce back. Uh, the other game was in the FedEx Forum. Memphis, Tennessee. Golden State edged uh, Memphis 117-116. Fantastic game if you happen to catch it. I did. John Moran had a good game. 34 points. But he came up just short. Tried to get a side layup. Bounced it off the glass. And he rimmed out. And that was it. Last second play. Wow, what excitement. Breathtaking. But uh, they did lose. So they're also down one nothing with the Warriors. And that, and that game was really in a crazy game. A couple There's of rejections. Anything and- tonight? Yeah, we got games tonight. We got Philly right now in Miami without their uh, superstar MVP, point leader scorer for the NBA. Uh, Joel Embiid is out. He has an orbital fracture and a concussion that was suffered against Miami uh, in their final game uh, on uh, th- Thursday night. And uh, he took a bad blow from uh, Siakam, hit him in the uh, in, in the eye. So he won't be tr- even traveling to Miami. He, they hope, Sixers hope to get him back game three or four, but they got to do it without him. Unfortunately, tonight they're not getting it done early. It's uh, seven minutes to go in the second, and the heater of 43-34. Bam Adebayo uh, leading all scores with 12 points. And then we also have a game a little bit later. Dallas at Phoenix. That's a 10 p.m. tip at the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. So, uh, yeah, NBA action going, Big D. I guess we got to make some picks. Maybe we'll make a pick on that. I'll, I'll look up the spread on that Dallas-Phoenix game. Maybe we'll make a pick on that game later. Okay. Um, PGA, Mexico Open. Vedanta Velarta, $7.3 million on the line, and Rom hangs on to win the Mexico Open for first win since the U.S. Open. This is an AP report from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. John Rom could have done without the stress he faced over the final two holes in the Mexico <laughs> Open. It was well worth it to pick up his first victory since the U.S. Open last summer. Rom rolled in a 12-foot birdie putt on the par 5, 14th hole to pull out a four-way tie, four to lead, and he had to make two tough paws and a finish more nervy than he expected. The relief and satisfaction was evident when he tapped in for par in the final hole at Vedanta Vallarta for a one-shot victory. He pumped his arm and then pounded his fist up downward and at, at one point looked skyward and exhaled. Today was a battle, Rom said, but I got it done. Rom was part of a five-way tie on Thursday night when we last had the show. Well, he persevered and made it the whole way. Wire to wire, he pulled it out. So good for John Rom. And uh, just one more big deal. I want to just give a quick rodeo wrap-up. You know, Monday we have the rodeo. Friday night we weren't here, so no rodeo for Friday. We're not we going to be one. here this Friday either, I believe. Oh, okay. I yep. believe the president has another rally friday night we're gonna be off well, now, he canceled last friday it was a weird weird thing because of the weather but um well the weather was crazy they, yeah. they were talking about like crazy crazy windstorms and hail and all that stuff yeah wow. especially where they were in nebraska there um so they have another one this friday so i think we're gonna be off friday as well oh good well i hope he gets it in i want to make sure i was looking forward to that friday night unfortunately it was canceled and uh but get back to the rodeo big d the resistor rookie roundup in fort worth texas oh i love fort worth texas Cowtown coliseum <laughs> bareback riding final Waylon bourgeau 85 and a half points on picket pro rodeo company's faded night picked up 2500 steer wrestling caden greenfield 5.2 seconds 2500 team roping statler wright 88 and a half points on pete car pro rodeos border town and that's actually not that that's bull riding because i got mixed up there when i copied and pasted but uh, i'll check on that one saddle bronc riding you know this sports brought to you by joe biden no that's saddle bronc riding finals statler right 88 and a half points on border town 2500 and uh bow racing presley smith 13.82 seconds 2500 and last but not least on the bull riding wade berg 80 points on picket pro rodeo companies Punchline, 5,500 big ones, Big D. And that's a wrap in sports. We'll have a pick later on the NBA with you. All right, very good, Slick Rick. Thanks. Uh, We'll do some more sports. Um, 
So what caught your attention this weekend, boys? Anything I like to always ask you on a Monday? I know you guys have all been busy, but uh, Paulie, anything that's uh, caught your attention? I mean, the sexualization of children is driving me crazy. A mom in Florida was finding out that a parent, uh, that her children were, a daughter, excuse me, a child. Uh, and there's so many of these stories, by the way. I went through this. Like, I saw like 14 of them over the last three years. You know, just, you know, tr- again, like encouraging these kids to use the wrong bathroom and you know, over-sexualized, getting involved so personally without the parents' consent or willingness to know. And then, you know, you, you look at this new show that's, you know, on Discovery Plus Network about children, and uh, I'll do that story next. I have some video to go with it. Um, they're in a, you know, they're following five families um, of young teenagers. They look very young to me. They don't, don't even look like teenagers to me. Some look like 11 or 12 one says she's 13 in the trailer, and I just found it to be uh, just pure yeah, child disturbing. abuse. Disturbing, yeah. yeah. Child was, endangerment, it, child abuse. It was abusive. Like, Reckless. Me, uh, I, mean, I don't know how it doesn't fall into some of those categories. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's gone so far. It's just gone so far. So I know Rick's, Rick had something. What's he, caught we, your attention, Rick? Uh, well, a couple things, actually. I know we talked about the food plants, another food plant fire. Know, yeah. We saw that, plus bees that were supposed to be shipped to Alaska, mysteriously left on a tarmac to die. You know, that's also attached to that whole food thing because we need bees. Bees pollinate. So that that's part of that story. But the thing that really grabbed my attention was Tulsi. Tulsi's back. And uh, she's basically uh, calling out Obama as being the... Uh, the uh, you know the front man. The front man, or actually Biden for being the front man to Obama over yep. this... Uh, Truth, uh, Ministry of Truth thing. Well, she's got guts, man, because we've been talking about that here, but we don't have to face the gigantic backlash she faces. And if you search, you'll search D- Tulsi calls out Obama as, you know, the head of this the Ministry of Truth. There's not one conservative outlet when you go through the Google search. You got to like, go three pages deep before you find anything from anybody who's, you know, not completely owned by the mainstream. Yeah, but she so. posted a, a video on her Twitter feed. I have it up here, G, if you want to throw it up. Here's what she here's what she said. Here no, the tweet I'm saying. Here's what she said. She said Biden is Biden is just a front man. Obama, April twenty first, social media censors, quote, don't go far enough. So the government needs to step in and do the job. Six days later, Homeland Security rolls out the Ministry of Truth, aka disinformation governance board. That from Tulsi Gabbard. And we, we actually said last Thursday or Wednesday, whenever last couple of days of last week, we said this whole, when we were playing My Orchids being asked about it, we just said it. it's just so strangely timed that all of a sudden Elon Musk makes a move for Twitter and all of a sudden, boom, here's this. All roll just perfectly yeah. orchestrated. Here's this speech by him, number one, and then here's this creation of this ministry of truth. Here, here's what, uh, cut five, here's what Obama actually said. Roll that, G. I believe we have to address not just the supply of toxic information, but also the demand for it. On the supply side, tech platforms need to accept that they play a unique role in how we as a people and and people around the world are consuming information and that their decisions have an impact on every aspect of society. With that power comes accountability. 
and in democracies like ours, at least, the need for some democratic oversight. Now, just hold up. Oh a second. my God! Now, I mean, <laughs> just think about uh, the Stanford irony. Throw this to, we should look at when. How long has this been booked? This cyber policy center. This speech with him. How yeah. long has this been booked? Was it the day that Musk made the offer they booked it, or was it before that? Because was this guy? This guy was around in the 2020 election. He was around for Hunter Biden's laptop. He was around for the New York Post, Miranda Devine. Uh, all of the suspensions on Twitter. I mean, he's been around for all of it. He he was he was the inventor of Russia, 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 or at least one of the uh, coordinators for it. Remember, yeah. they talked about yeah. it in his office. Facebook, Zuckerberg's four hundred and fifty million dollars out of his own pocket. I mean, he's been around for all of it, has he not? Right. Yep. Soros funds everybody, but that's conspiracy. We'll continue on this when we get back. B, 30 minutes past the hour on a Monday, getting the week started. Paul Nolan's going to do some news. Rick Emirati will have more sports. Rick Delgado's here. Geo Fran holding it down as always. So we were talking before we went to the break about um, this Ministry of Truth, which we started to talk about a little bit last week. And we started, well, let's play this clip again, because Tulsi Gabbard, if you want to put the tweet back up one more time, G, uh, made some news and appeared, I believe she went on Tucker, too, to follow this up. Biden's just a front man. Obama, April 21st, social media censors don't go far enough. And the timing of all of this is just, he's out there at Stanford all of a sudden speaking about, about um, social media companies and their, you know, how important it is that there's either oversight or they have, uh... meanwhile, I mean, this guy's been at the, I'm, I'm still looking for someone to call for his presidential daily briefings in 15 and into 16 to see what he knew when he knew it. How much about the, as you had Joe Biden as vice president in there going after Flynn, telling him to you, I mean, all the, all the stuff, everything. Well, remember too, he was also behind uh, chasing down uh, Fox reporter. I forget his name. Uh, AP reporters. They were spying on them. He, he doesn't like the media, especially if they're going to write something he doesn't approve of. But the idea that he's worried about social media, again, we, we all know what happened in the 2020 election. Uh, Zuckerberg and, and his money, how it influenced. The movie's out now, obviously. Um, so one more time, here's the full Obama clip, cut 5G from this uh, Stanford speech he gave. Roll that. I believe we have to address not just the supply of toxic information, but also the demand for it. That's On the supply side, <laughs> tech platforms need to accept that they play a unique role in how we, as a people, and, and people around the world, are consuming information, and that their decisions have an impact on every aspect of society. Although we should chop something up. Right? With <laughs> that power comes accountability. And in democracies like ours, at least, the need for some democratic oversight. Okay, well, we're, first of all, we're a constitutional republic. We're not a democracy, thankfully. Republics. So Republics. that's number one.
But number two, what has been the um, what's been the accountability for? I mean, I know people think Elon Musk already owns it. He doesn't. What's been the accountability for Twitter? What's been the accountability for the Hunter Biden laptop story? What's been the accountability for all the election nonsense? For all the the scientific nonsense? Facebook. How about all science beginnings and ends with Dr. Fauci? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just psychotic. So what we're saying here, the government needs to step in and take away some of your freedom to keep you free. Here we go. Yeah. And you know what's interesting, too? The right, right at the beginning, he said something that I didn't catch the first time, where he says he talked about the supply and the demand for it. So he wants the government to step in to be able to change your mind so you don't demand to hear something different than what they want to spoon-feed you. That's, that should be alarming in, its, in and of itself. Well, what's amazing about these guys is you, you never can go back and see... Um, like the column that he wrote for uh, the New York Times opinion piece or the Washington Post opinion piece or, or page six. I mean, he's, he, you can never go back and look at what they wrote while all these things were happening because they don't ever say anything then. They don't write pieces when it's the New York Post getting suspended or when social media is closing accounts of conservatives or, or making sure what you can read or what you can't read or posting links to stories not saying, oh, this is dangerous. Are you sure you want to go here? You know, he doesn't write a piece saying, hey, this is not right. There's got to be accountability. He doesn't, he doesn't ever do that. He does it now when everybody's on to the deal. Everything that we were told were lies has now come around as truth. Musk makes a move for Twitter, says it needs to be the free, a free speech town hall, like it really, you know, which it hasn't been. And now he's out there concerned. But he's, he's not concerned because the time to be concerned when all this is what happening and he was silent like everybody else in his party because it was to their advantage. But now he's concerned. Now they're all concerned. But this is another, this is all you need to know about the relentless, endless propaganda from essentially five, maybe six corporations that control all the media that are owned and, and partnered up with the same banks, the same military industrial complexes partnered up and in conjunction, in congruence with vertical structures across the board with pharma and all these mega energy companies. And they want to control every narrative and they want to trickle lies to you in a slow cook, never ending infomercial from every channel, relentlessly lying to you endlessly so you believe all their bs so you buy all the products that fit in their system and then all the while while they do the bidding for these massive mega gigantic unholy unregulated corporations what do they do they keep themselves elected it's a beautiful little partnership unstoppable yeah and what's interesting too is that they're basically confirming now the way they're freaking out over this uh elon musk twitter deal is that Social media, I guess, can influence an election. A little bit. A little bit, right? A little bit. They're, they're, they're confirming everything that, that they used to call conspiracies. Oh, Which it's is just great, a conspiracy. By the way. Uh, now they're freaking out because they're, they're, their platform is going to be taken away from them and other people can say stuff and they won't be able to shut it down. But remember, it's all conspiracy theory, right, D? Yeah. Anytime someone says, oh, George Soros funded this DA, this sheriff, this group, this policy. That's all conspiracy theory, right? Because he, he's just a philanthropist and he just he's very active. But if 
anybody says one thing against the le- like legitimate science as a legitimate expert fights it, that's now conspiracy theory. Now Musk is is, is going to purvey exper- conspiracy theory. And by the way, when did everything get linked to white supremacy? <laughs> anybody who is a conservative view is now a white supremacist. They just that's keep what? on making that connection and it's not going to stop. I know. I, I really, I really hope to God that Trump doesn't go back on Twitter. I hope he stays away from it because it's just another rallying cry for the goofballs to to just lie and and. Oh, let's finish that clip, G. For years, social media companies have resisted that kind of accountability. They're not unique in that regard. And every such an act, private corporation wants to do anything it wants. So the social media platforms called themselves neutral platforms with no editorial role in what their users saw. They insisted that the content people see on social media has no impact on their beliefs or behavior, (laughs) even though their, their business models and their profits are based on telling advertisers the exact opposite. Now, the good news is, is that almost all the big tech platforms now acknowledge some responsibility for content on their platforms, and they're investing in large teams of people to monitor it. Given the sheer volume of content, this strategy can feel like a game of whack-a-mole. Still, uh, in talking to people at these companies, I believe they are sincere in trying to limit content that engages in hate speech, encourages violence, or poses a threat to public safety. This is such BS. They genuinely are concerned about it. They want to do something about it. This is just but so be- This is so much While BS. content moderation can limit the distribution of clearly dangerous content, it doesn't go far enough. There it is. This is that's mastery in terms of gaslighting. That is absolute mastery in giving just a little truth with a ton of lies smeared around it. He acts as if he's championing goodness when all he's looking for is control through his endgame. Now, he is a masterful pitch man. His pauses, his inflections, his his acting, I, I, I can't stomach him. I know exactly what he is. He's a liar. And also, let me just, let me remind you of one other thing we've played before here, but let me play it one more time. What you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece <laughs> in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats <laughs> looking through the stuff, and then I could it's sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking <laughs> and ceremony. I, I'd be fine with that. Um, you'll, what you'll you know be, now. Yeah, fine with that. <laughs> He'd be fine with that. He'd be fine with that. So he could work from his pajamas. Right. And his sweatpants. Well, so those are the two things that caught your guys' attention this weekend. Uh, the thing that caught me, of course, is the return of the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Trevor yes. Noah kind of nailed it, though, you got to admit. And uh, Trevor Noah. He had a couple had good some ones. moments. I think the first thing that struck me is if you put up this um, picture, G. Jen Psaki and all of them at the White House who are there whooping it up and drinking it up and having a good old time and everybody from all the networks there. These are the same people that just about seven, eight days ago were arguing 
that uh, we should all be masks on plane still. <laughs> this is a picture from inside the ballroom there down in D.C. Yeah. And did you catch what happened to uh, everybody's favorite doctor as well? He, he made it a point of saying he would not be going. Yeah, so he just went to all the pre-parties right, and took right. pictures with people. <laughs> exactly. And now it's interesting he said something about his safety, and everybody attributed that to uh, COVID. I, I didn't. I attributed that to somebody giving him a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Or a nice wedgie. That's probably what he meant. Everybody attributed it to him saying, oh, I, you know, getting COVID. Which brings up an interesting point. Is like, how many shots and boosters has he gotten? Do we know that, by the way? I don't think, I don't think anybody has anyone ever, asked, ever him. asked him what he's received, Fauci? I, I mean, look, whatever he says, he says, but would you be surprised? Let's just say he took a placebo, some saline. Would you be shocked to find out that he didn't really take it? Well, I asked that, Paul, because this article today, if you want to throw this up, G, in, in PJ Media, wonder why hundreds of CDC employees aren't vaxxed. Mm-hmm. And if you remember this question, um that was asked i forget who the panel was but uh, who i think it was uh burr from north carolina he had all of the cdc and and uh, uh fda and whatever in front of him and he went through them and he said okay how many people remember how many people yeah. your place how many people your place and none of them but none of them could give an answer i think the cdc director at the time said well i think it's around 40 percent 40 percent and then they were, they've been asked in further testimony past that and still couldn't give a straight answer. And then the CDC director, Walensky, remember, um, what's his, John, uh, what's his name, had her in front and said, you know, if you can't answer basic questions here. And so this article says, still, for the past two years, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has aggressively lectured us about wearing masks, social distancing, vaccination, even boosters. We're told repeatedly that the science says masks work, that the virus can't travel more than six feet or while you're eating food, that the vaccines are completely safe. As of right now, they're recommending boosters every few months until the end of the world. (laughs) But while the CDC officially recommends all of us to get jabbed for eternity, as of April 12th, there are nearly 400 employees at the CDC, who have refused to get vaccinated. Mm. According to the report from the Epic Times, 382 workers at the CDC are unvaccinated. Another nine have only had one dose of Pfizer and Moderna, meaning they're technically not fully vaccinated. These unvaxxed employees account for 3.2% of the CDC's workforce. One could argue that 96.8% vaccination rate is pretty damn high, and sure it is, but this is the CDC we're talking about here. These people are, in theory, experts in the field and have had access to more information than most. So why doesn't the CDC have a 100% vaccination rate? Curious, isn't it? And I would say yes, it is. And it'd be real curious to find out who those uh, 300-plus people are. If they're upper management, you know what I mean? People that might know a little bit more than just the worker bees underneath them? I don't believe it's the janitors. <laughs> I'm, certain, yeah. I'm certain those guys, are the, <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're vaxxed. Yeah. Executives, the board members. Yep. I, yeah. I, I would be, wouldn't be surprised the higher up we go, the it's an int- greater the rate. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting, uh, interesting question. All right, live from Studio 6B, we're back. Lots more to do. Glad you're in on a Monday. Studio 6B on a Monday. Paul Nolan's going to do some news here in a second. Rick Delgado's here. Geo Fran holding it down. As always, glad you're with us on a Monday. Let's do some sports and hear what that's Rick Amirati. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow, MyPillow.com. You can use our code LFS6B. Mother's Day's coming. So if you need something from mom, they got great stuff. MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Get her a new set of sheets. Get her a new pillow. I mean, man, getting a good night's sleep. I can't tell you how important it is. Get her some nice slippers, too. And if you haven't slept on a MyPillow pillow, then you're not getting a good night's sleep or That's not right. as good as you could be getting. So MyPillow.com, LFS6B at checkout for up to 66% off some items. So Slick Rick, what's going on? I picked those sheets up two years ago. I've had the best two years of sleeping in my life. I, I have to, Honest <laughs> truth. I mean, I love them. I got my Slick Rick purple sheets. And not only are they purple, but they're comfortable as all get out. So good stuff. Hey, did you see the purple Joe Biden shirt? I that did I, not. I tag, tagged you in on Getter this weekend. Obviously, you didn't spend a lot of time on No, Getter, I, I checked out Getter. I must have missed that big deal. Well, I, I tagged know. you. I mean, so right to you. I should know. go right to you. I'll Special to purple a... just for you. Oh, well, I'll, have to, I'll have to make sure I get one of those. <laughs> I already ordered it for you. You are the best, big D. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go to the playoffs, guys. Double we got... XL. <laughs> Gee, I hate to break it yeah. up, boys. Can we get the sports? <laughs> you guys get a whole hand, fest. too? Let's no, see. no. I'm just, just saying. Let's get to the playoffs, boys. <laughs> NHL and NBA playoffs. Right now, my six is up 51-50 at the half. Tobias Harris getting it done, Paul, no for the sixes. 14 yeah. points in the first half. Long way to go. I'm not going to put the kibosh on the sixes, but they're on the road in Miami, and right now they're holding their own without their superstar. I'm impressed. NHL action. First game underway, East, uh, first round. We got the Maple Leafs and Tampa. Maple Leafs draw first blood. They score one nothing. Jake Muzzin was buzzing around the net and put one in. So they're up one zip over the defending world champion, two-time defending world champion, Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, looking to go for a third one and catch those Islanders with four in a row. But we don't think that's going to happen. We'll see, though. But Maple Leafs up one zip over there. So great, great series. We'll keep an eye on it. I'll have all the playoff updates during the show for those who uh, enjoy the, the scores. NFL Draft. I think a lot of people were watching the NFL Draft Big D Thursday night. I just want to recap real quick from the Bellagio in Vegas. Boy, the Jets had a heck of a draft. But the top ten real quick. Jacksonville Jaguars took, of course, Trayvon Walker, uh, the edge rusher or defensive end, if you will, from Georgia. Georgia, by the way, sets an NFL record. 15 players, 15 players taken in the draft. That is absolutely exceptional. And uh, so kudos to the Georgia Bulldogs. We know they're just about a professional football team anyway, as is Alabama. And uh, anyway, Detroit Lions took a Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end uh, from, from Michigan. Houston Texans, Derek Stingley to the uh, corner from LSU. The Jets, like I said, had a great draft. They took Sauce Gardner, the cornerback from Cincinnati, another good player. Uh, New York Giants. They got Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, the defensive end from Oregon. He's very good as well. And what's that? Stud. Stud, right? Yeah. I I thought he should have been. I thought he should have went before 
Well, whatever. I can go on all day. Well, Paul, speaking of going before, Garrett Wilson, the Jets picked up at number 10. I mean, the Atlanta took Drake uh, L- uh, London, the wide receiver from USC. I guess he's a better fit for their passing scheme. I get it. But the Jets, I thought they got the best receiver, arguably one of the best players in the draft. That Garrett Wilson from Ohio State is an absolute stud. And, uh, of course, who's going to throw him the ball is what everybody's saying. And that's the big question because I don't think Joe Namath is coming out of retirement. So that could be a problem for him, but we'll see. Uh, and let's get to the rodeo, the Helotus Festival, the uh, Association Rodeo, Helotus, Texas. Hello, the Helotus Festival. Uh, <laughs> Red back riding, Lane McGee, 82 points on Andrew Rodeo's Dusty Diamond. Steer wrestling, Rick. Joe York, 5.2 seconds, picked up $1,370. Team roping, Lightning Aguilera and Colby Payne, 4.2 seconds. Good score. We've seen those boys on the rodeo tour. Saddle Bronc riding, Parker Fleet. 83 and a half points on Andrew Rodeo's Gypsy Rose. Tie down roping, Riley Mason Webb, 8.3 seconds. Battle racing, Alex Lang, 15.69, $1,978. And bull riding, Ernie Corson Jr., 86 points on Andrew Rodeo's Crazy Heart. The all around cowboy, Leighton Berry, $670. Bareback riding, tie down roping, and team roping. Big D, back to you. Okay, uh, Slick Rick, uh, just so you can see, this is what your shirt looks This is what your per- – look at that. Whoa, that's smoking. I mean, smoking. it's got the blue accents. And, I like uh, that. Wow. Wow. I like so the blue accent on there. Purple, that turquoise is a hot color now. Purple for you there. Could you Thank give me you. that in orange? Uh, no, orange it doesn't look good in. We tried different colors, but so just purple. Get me either an orange. Blue, blue. There's some blue ones. All right, there, so. with some orange writing. All right, let's do some uh, news and hear what the news brought to you by our friends at Seven Cells, by the way. Our friend, Dr. Timothy Chung, who, over at Seven Cells, sent me they have a new, brand new uh, skincare line, which I have not had a chance to look at yet, but Ooh. it looks fantastic. Nice. Um, so if you're getting old like me and you're worried about looking beautiful still, which I'm not, by the way. <laughs> but if you are. Yeah, you have to bathe every day if you can. <laughs> David's going to see if he can get an ARP discount. Uh, go to 7cells.com so. seven and check out the news. Uh, I'll get some more information on it since I sound pretty stupid about it right now. But it's out there, and it looks good. So the All packaging right. looks good. I don't know All if right. it works, but I'm sure it does. Maybe they'll come up with a Damon Mud mask. <laughs> That's a so great be, read, Damon. You know, I don't know if it bed. works. Yeah. That's encouraging. <laughs> yeah. No, it works good. Um, so go check it out, 7cells.com, LFS6B, at checkout. What's going on in the news, Paul? Well, Florida mom is, a fi- is filing a suit after child transitioned at school without her consent, and it's happening all over the U.S., according to uh, this report. Uh, January, uh, January Little John is suing her daughter's school after it held secret gender talks without parental knowledge or consent. Uh, a Florida mother is filing suit and issuing a stark warning to parents nationwide after her transgender child transitioned at school. And um, she had no idea what was going on. The Florida mom and mental health professionals of January uh, Little John and their attorney, Bernadette Broyles, discussed the lawsuit and why she is outraged over the incident. So it's just another example of our schools think that they have more power and more uh, authority over your children than you do. And this is a this. Well, Joe Biden does, too. According to him last week, remember, he said when they're in the classroom, they're not they're not they're yours. Yeah. Speaking yeah. to the teachers, they're not, they're, they're not the parents' kids anymore. They're your kids. So when I was looking at the story, you know, it's getting harder and harder with Google searches. Google's just gone so far. They're not even trying to hide it. And if, even when you go outside of it, there was so many of these stories over the last couple of years. It's, it's frightening. 
And, uh, you know, we talked about cuties and how disgusting that was on, um, on Netflix. Netflix. Yep. I mean, that is his, that's child pornography. That's just disgusting beyond belief. We've talked about Disney and how they've been, you know, always sending all kinds of creepy messages. And a lot of times, a lot of people said back in the day it was artists just having fun, sneaking in some sexual innuendos and some subtleties. By the way, let, we, should, we should over. point out how well that's worked out for both of those companies, Netflix and Disney, by the way. Yeah, have you Not seen well. the stock? Uh, in a lot of ways, stock is you, the first thing you can look at, but in a lot of ways, now that the guy at Disney who went after DeSantis on the parents' bill has resigned or got kicked out, um, Disney's tanked, Netflix is tanked. You know, the American people vote with their pocketbook, vote with their, you know, I mean, they're just not going to, they're not going to watch Netflix's new, um, new series called He's Expecting. Or the one I'm that sorry, I'm sorry, wait, 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 I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I think there's a new Netflix series coming out. I believe it's called He's Expecting. Yeah, I think so. What, wait, what do you mean? Good gravy. What's um, happening? Is it a woman dressed as a guy who no, has a baby no. in it? No. Nope. It's not Mrs. <laughs> what's, like, what's going on? It's Mrs. like Doubtfire. the Apple Apple emojis. Didn't they? Apple just put yeah. out a bunch of emojis of uh, men with what looks like a pregnant stomach, right? Is it men or is it Bill Gates? I've, I've seen pictures of Bill Gates and that emoji side by side. It looks pretty It looks pretty uh, on target. Yeah, Bill Gates talking about health. Looks like he's had one too many drive through at the Wendy's uh, drive through But <laughs> Well, no, he wouldn't go to Wendy's. He, w- he makes his own synthetic meat. Why would he go to Wendy's <laughs> when he can get it, you know? So what's the, uh, well, we don't have a lot of time, but this, the... Well, uh, we'll get to it right after this, clip, after this commercial, but it's called uh, Generation Drag, and it's a story that follows... Five tots, children. That does that look like a thirteen-year-old? It said teenagers. That does not look. Like, oh. let's, we'll, let's play this. We'll do the story when we get back because it's wow. You know, it, it, this is gruesome. Yeah, disgusting and disturbing. This one here says, "Well, yeah, this is a new show on um, what I believe is now the conglomerate that was responsible for CNN Plus, which." Yeah. Right? Aren't yeah. this all one big deal now? Yeah, which is also part of, I believe, Universal's bigger yeah. Alright, live from Studio 6 B more on this when we get back. Yeah. Hour two coming up. Live from Studio 6B, hour two, with what looks like some breaking news tonight, as I'm looking for the first time, having some time to go through social media. A um, little confusion, but it looks like the Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights in a draft opinion that supposedly, you can put this up, Jay, if you can, it was looked like it was leaked. Uh, a couple different reactions here. This is from Sam Stein. This is the first one I'm I'm seeing, who's from Politico and MSNBC. The Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights. Draft opinion shows 
We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. Justice Alito writes an initial majority draft circulated inside the court. Um, Just a couple quick. David French, the leak is inexcusable. We don't know motive, but Occam's razor would indicate an effort to pressure the court. Terrible. Scott Jennings, I hope the leaker is found and prosecuted if this is an attempt to violate this institution and bully the court. Stay the course, constitutional conservatives. Politico also reporting. The Supreme Court has voted to strike down Roe v. Wade according to an initial draft majority opinion written by Justice Sam Alito and obtained by Politico. Wow. Boy, that's that is some that's some breaking news tonight. Yeah. I'm seeing the same thing now. It's being yeah, reported on Washington Times as well. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled, Alito writes. Uh, so we'll keep looking for this. Of course, people are going to be focused on the, the fact that this was leaked. But obviously the news here is in, in, in obviously in the facts that that the court has voted to strike down Roe v. Wade. All right, there it is. Uh, on Twitter, Alito is trending. Yeah. Wow. Okay, we'll keep looking for more reaction to that, more uh, anything we can find here in Hour 2. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's going to do some news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Amorati have more sports. Geo Fran holding it down as always. So, Paul, let's just um, – are, or do you feel like you, you're done with your um, – I mean, look, I don't want to discuss the audience anymore, but I just think it's it's interesting that we see one mega corporate, like big giant group like Disney, and then you see a monster like Netflix, and now you see in competition across the aisle that, you know, we're going to get in on the Child Pornography Act. I mean, this is creepy, man, and it's uh, it's psychotic. You know, you just, I, I can't, I can't wrap my head. Like, what is the, what is the, the fascination with trying to get so many kids even more confused through their most confusing time. I mean, this I, I'm seeing a peer pressure for kids who have no, like, you know, subdivision or group to be in, and now they find the lowest common denominator of people. I, I just, I don't understand. I mean, when we were kids, did uh, I mean, the question has to be, how are, I mean, you can roll some of that footage again, G. How do kids this age even... If, if it's not, not being spoon-fed to them, or well, as is, we're, the, the hot term, exactly. of course, groomed. I mean, I didn't know any 9-year-olds, 10-year-olds when I was that age who knew what a what drag was or to no. do drag or drag queen or what. No one even knew these terms or what the hell. It was, didn't even register. Right, and they, and they all dress, honestly, like sluts. So if you're going to be a girl, why can't anyone be at least a delicate little pretty flower girl? They all dress like whores, prostitutes. And it's disgusting. They look like this. Uh, what are those dolls, those glitz glamour dolls? Like They oh, all yeah. look like a toy. Oh, yeah. Brats or something like that. Brats, yeah. right. Yeah. It's sick. Like, you know, I mean, just could you imagine Imagine being a father? Like, I mean, was, now look at this. I watched this trailer. Then we don't have audio. But right here, this this. She's asking, now she used to be a he, or now she thinks she's a she, is saying to her parents, let's take the family pictures off the wall. Talk about the destruction of the family. Well, that's, that's, let's, that's we got to take the, the pictures that off the wall. That doesn't look like a Barbie doll, like a, a slutted doll. It's disgusting. It's uncomfortable. 
This well, is they, by, by the way, sorry, Rick. Yeah. Uh, Tyra Banks is your executive oh. producer here. She's she's a pillar of moral fiber. <laughs> well, well, Damon, that, that oh, answers Paul's question. Why are they coming after the kids? Because part of the agenda is to destroy the family unit. Remember, who, who's the most important people in a kid's life? Their parents. Who's going to influence them the most? The parents. You know what? When you're talking about communism in the state, they don't want parents to influence. I'm going to buy every Barbara Streisand ever, ever album ever recorded, and I'm just going to stock them away because in 20 years they'll all be bidding on them. <laughs> this is a joke. This I mean, look, just... at, look at what happened in Germany. What, what, did, what did Hitler have? He had the, 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 the Hitler Youth. Why was he going after the kids? He was getting them away from the parents. Yeah, but this is beyond that. This, this is something worse. This is, this is this is all the same thing. Get them while they're young. Train them. Yeah, this is just even. This is this is something sicker and more even. Right, but I mean, it's it's hard not to say the parents are. I mean, again, your eight or nine year old doesn't know. I mean, that's why keep the cell phones out of their hands and 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 block. There's got to be. Somebody's got to come up with, I mean, someone's got to put restrictions on these kids' phones. I mean, it's hard not to look at the parents if you have an eight-year-old and say, what, what are you doing? Right. I mean, there's no way they just came up with this on their own. Wow. And yeah. you're not telling me there was no chance for you to, to intervene and be a parent here? Right. Instead, you're taking them shopping for, for go-go boots? These yeah. idiots are Tutus. buying, like, stripper poles. They're mounting them. <laughs> Put a stripper pole in your kid's den. These people are whacked. And they're so afraid to say no. Hey, parents out there, it's okay to say no. It's a full sentence. No. Yeah, no, you cannot have a phone. No, you cannot be on social media. And here's, if you're going to be, here's how it's going to be. Yeah. I have full access to, I have a mirrored version of your phone, so I see everything you do. And, um... Yeah, but it also speaks to the parents, too. I mean, they're responsible for this. These kids don't have jobs. This is all about the parents. Right. This uh, is parental abuse. These right. parents are abusing these children. This and now is... they're bringing them on TV. They're taking and, them shopping. But, they're giving right. them access to everything. Right, and they're going to get paid, too. Right. They're yeah, using it's, it's, their kids. I don't know how it's not child exploitation. It, it is. I mean, I don't know how it's not. Um... That's what this is. This is exploitation. This is child abuse. Endangerment exploitation, anything mm -hmm. you want to put at the end of that. It's child blank. <clears throat> Fill in the blank. You want to do a real study? Let's follow these kids uh, five years after this show ends. Let's see what really happens. This show's going to air, I believe, they're going to drop all six episodes uh, on their platform on June 1st. It's in the can and it's done. I, I know, D, you had hope that this was never going to make it to air. Anytime I see Tyra Banks, I just think it's overproduced and it's for uh, shock value. And God knows if it'll ever make it to air, but I hope not. I don't know. Uh, all right, not to jump around like crazy here, but I'm getting more, I'm finding more things on this. Um, so here looks like a piece from the new era in American politics begins today. This looks like the end of maybe the opinion. We end this opinion where we began. Abortion presents a profound moral question. The Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Roe and Casey arrogated that authority. We now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives. The judge of the Fifth Circuit is reversed. The case is remanded for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. And this is what we've always talked about. I know people will make a bit, the, the left will make a huge deal about this and 
that the court is. But we've always said this. Even if this was to happen, this is not gonna. This is not gonna outlaw abortions in this country. They're gonna return this power to the states, and anyone who thinks states like New York or California or Illinois or you can pick many others are still not gonna allow this to happen. Well, you're. I mean, obviously they are. So, in the end, what does this really mean? Well, it means that at least for today. This court stood up for life and has returned that power now seemingly to the states, and we'll see from there. Daniel Horowitz says this is the same philosophy that needs to apply to a boatload of other bad precedents. This is a vindication of the strategy for states to directly challenge past rulings. They started on the abortion issue and should do with others. And some of those others would be certainly some of the medical things we've seen during COVID. Hey, here's think. a question. Yeah. Um, okay, so now the, the it, it all gets kicked back to the states. Basically, the Supreme Court is saying it's not a national thing. It's not a federal thing. The federal government has no oversight on this. Kick it back to the states. Let them figure it out if they want to have abortion, what the, what the parameters are, right? So now, does that mean... Um, the federal government can no longer send Planned Parenthood money. <clears throat> I'm not pretending you would know the answer, but I, I figured I'd throw this question out there and see if maybe we can stir up some people who, who might have some insight in this. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously your first initial reaction would be would seemingly so, but I don't, I don't know. Right. A couple other things. Ben Shapiro says two things. Number one, whoa. Number two, who leaked an actual <laughs> SCOTUS decision draft? I've never even heard of anything like that. Uh, the perverse attempt to create public pressure against the court by leaking this opinion should be prosecutable. It's absolutely unprecedented. When it turns out that it was a Sotomayor clerk or something similar, the, med the media will immediately turn that person into a hero of democracy for attempting to undermine the court. After all, abortion is sacred to the media. Margot Cleveland, who I speak about a lot, she says this is outrageous, and the only logical reason for such a leak was to pressure a justice to change his or her vote. Killing babies is greater than everything else to the left. So some interesting feedback here, and it, it really is um, unbelievable. Yes, if this leak is real, whoever did it has to be blackballed from the legal community, a breach of trust unlike anything we've ever seen before. I mean, for it to come from the Supreme Court is really something else. I mean, separating, obviously, the opinion here, which we all applaud, but to the fact that it was leaked, in essence, to try to put some pressure, probably, as, as these people are commenting on, pressure a judge to... Um, well, I don't know, fear for their own safety, and uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who this leaker thought that they could get to or was going to, you know, change their vote. But um, it is, man, I can't recall ever seeing anything like this. I mean, yeah. leaking from Adam Schiff's committee is one thing. He's, he's usually the one doing it. I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back.
Hey, how did CNN pick this up so quick? I don't know. I guess we needed a new rallying cry. But from the Supreme Court, really, is something else. So, Well, what's interesting, too, they have 10 different passages. This is from Politico. 10 different passages yeah, from, from the ruling, which are here in print. So whoever had access to it, they probably, they probably have a small circle of people who they know who has access to this. They'll be able to figure it out very quickly, if they haven't already. Uh, breaking 911, Supreme Court votes to overturn Roe v. Wade, ending guaranteed federal constitutional protections of abortion rights. Um, so this is, this is definitely obviously happening at this point. All right, we'll continue to follow this breaking news tonight. We'll do some more regular news, sports, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Monday. Studio 6B, just um, with the breaking news tonight of what's going on at SCOTUS. A couple more reactions here before we get to sports on Twitter. Uh, Gabe Malore says, SCOTUS has not scheduled the next opinion day. If this, is, if this is a genuine league draft, it is unprecedented. Head should roll. Actually, even if it's not a genuine draft, head should roll. Joe Pollock from Breitbart. Leaking a Supreme Court decision is an attack on our constitutional system designed to scare the judiciary. If a judge did it, he or she must be impeached. And that's that's one hell of a thought. I mean, to think that one of the judges themselves, one of the left-leaning judges on the court. Uh, SCOTUS blog, the document leaked to Politico is almost certainly an authentic draft opinion by Judge Alito that reflects what he believes at least five members of the court have voted to support overruling Roe. But as Alito's draft, it does not reflect the comments or reactions of other justices. That from SCOTUS blog. Daniel Horowitz, what this opinion, if it holds, demonstrates is that state legislatures need to stop holding back on other issues simply because of existing bad precedent. Join together with 20 states and ignore it. The justices are all political. They follow political momentum, not the law. So it does seem like this is um, really quite extraordinary what's going on here tonight, that this has leaked out of the Supreme Court in what seems to be an authentic draft by Justice Alito on overturning Roe v. Wade. Five members of the court seem to have voted for it. (laughs) And now the question is, who leaked this? To Politico. Is it some staffer? Some I don't know. I mean, the thought that the thought that one of the justices would was just that. Uh, that is. And what I've been reading, Oof. it looks like there's a very small group of people that has access to any draft documents that justices write, uh, but they do circulate them among researchers to verify any past case references or anything like that. Oof. So there, it is possible that it could just be somebody in that staff too, and not an actual judge. Yeah. Rachel Bovard says a full draft opinion has never, ever been leaked from the Supreme Court, ever. This is either an overt attempt to bully the court or an attempt to seriously damage its credibility. Holy SH. Eric Erickson, Chief Justice Roberts, should be on notice that the left is undermining the court to try to save abortion. So, 
All right, we'll continue to follow this breaking news tonight. Let's do some sports and hear what that is. Slick Rick, what's going on, Slick Rick and sports? Well, a little bit of a breaking story as well on News 12 uh, from Long Island this evening. A uh, Long Island school mourns loss of fourth grader at Little League game. Uh, Grief councils were at schools in Long Beach Monday after the death of a fourth grader. News 12 has learned the little boy died Friday after playing in a Long Beach Little League game. Officials say Lazar LaPena, a fourth grader of East Elementary School, was playing a game at Point Lookout Park when he died. According to Little League officials, LaPena he was so excited because he got a hit while playing in the game. Lazar was a vibrant 10-year-old who absolutely loved baseball, says Long Beach Little League President Andrew Hayes. The cause of his death was not related to a baseball accident or injury. Uh, parents who know the family say they are struggling to explain the tragedy to their children. Uh, more than anything, I feel for any parent who loses a child, since Christine Kramer. No parent should ever have to go through that heart-wrenching. Uh, and uh, so they have the Long uh, Beach City School District release a statement saying, all of our schools have crisis intervention team made up of professionals uh, trained to help with the needs of students, parents, and school personnel. Uh, so just a really, uh, well, what, you know... Is there any cause? Was it at... Did something happen at the game to him? Apparently right after the game he passed away. It said at the game. After the game, uh, at, at well, it said the uh, yeah at, at the uh, said Lepino, yeah, yeah, was playing a game at point, point was playing a game at Point Lookout Park when he died. So apparently he died right there on the field. Um, and uh, anyway, the team was back on the field tonight, saying that Lepino would have wanted it that way, and they resume playing baseball again. I guess as a Ugh. healing process. But we'll get more on this story. But no cause of death was given, and it was no accident. He wasn't hit by a pitch or anything like that. You know, it's just a really fluky story. Are you guys all yeah. thinking the first thing I'm thinking? You know what? That was that was yeah. me this morning when I saw that story, and then I did four see years the old. I don't y- think they're even legally no, no, no. can take it. Ten, ten, fourth, oh, grade. fourth grade, fourth grade, yeah. ten years old. But uh, I guess he had a history of epilepsy. Oh. It was diagnosed several years ago, and they'd managed it with medication. But, but you know, again, yeah, yeah. we don't know if that would be the cause of this. Who knows? Yeah, that story didn't have that backup, Rick. I just, yeah. It was a 9, 9 6 p.m. post, and that's what they had. In I, I hope he wasn't vaccinated. And it's, and it's got to be terrible because also he, uh, the kid, his, his father coached his own team. So wow. it's just terrible all the way around. Well, moving along, NASCAR. Chase Elliott snaps 26 race winless streak with win at Dover Motor Speedway. This is an AP report. Dover, Delaware. Chase Elliott snapped a 26 race winless streak when the 2020 NASCAR champion pulled away down the stretch to win the Cup Series race earlier today at Dover Motor Speedway. Elliott, who led the final 53 laps, won his 14th career Cup race and gave Hendrick Motorsports another victory on the mile-long concrete track. Elliott followed teammate Alex Bowman's checkered flag a year ago and Hendrick, uh, a Hendrick driver who won for the 22nd time at Dover. Hendrick swept the top four spots, uh, but Monday's race was a finish delayed, uh, a rain delay. Uh, yesterday, there was a lot of rain out, out, out that way. So anyway, had four different teams in the top four sports. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was uh, second and had his first uh, top five finish of the season for JTG Doherty Racing. Ross Chastain, last week's winner of Talladega, was third for Trackhouse Racing. And Joe Gibbs, racer driver Christopher Bell, finished fourth. Martin Truex Jr. spun himself out on the last lap while racing for a top five finish when he appeared to get boxed out by Chastain. Chastain and Truex argued on the pit road after the race. We were talking about where we were going to go fishing next week, Chastain cracked. I'm racing with champions and I got beat. So he took it good. But, you know, those guys get really rowdy there at the end. You know that. NHL playoffs, big D in action right now. The Carolina Hurricanes up 2-1 to one at home over the Boston 
Bruins action in the PNC Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hurricanes looking good out of the gate. Another NHL action game up north in the Great White North there. The Tampa Lightning trying to defend their Stanley Cup, two-time Stanley Cup championship, off right now being shut out by Toronto in the, uh, two, under two periods underway, already gone. Up 4-0, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So they look like they're really taking them out there. Uh, we got two more games later on tonight. Uh, we got the... Um, uh St. Paul, Minnesota. You got the St. Louis Blues visiting the Minnesota Wild and also the LA Kings go out to take on the Edmonton Oilers at the Rogers Place in Alberta, Canada. Those Both those games puck drop 10 p.m. tonight, West Coast and the 10 p.m. Eastern time drop, Big D. Tomorrow night, you got the Penguins at the Rangers, Capitals at the Panthers, Predators at the Avalanche, and Stars up in Calgary to visit the Flames. That's a wrap in sports, Big D. All right, Slick Rick, thanks. Let's do some news. Paul Nolan, what's going on? On Monday, uh, the White House uh, said the newly created Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Governance Board would be nonpartisan, despite the leader <laughs> of the board's history of partisan statements on social media. Yeah. Um, I, I sent you a link to uh, some of her tweets. You know, Nina Jankowitz uh, said maybe Hillary Clinton's most important point so far is a real Donald Trump presidency would embolden ISIS. Uh, that worked out well for her. Cut uh, four, G. She was asked on the Sunday show, or Mayorkas was asked about her. Uh, roll that. And this week we learned the DHS's Disinformation Governance Board uh, was coming out, and we saw immediate concerns about free speech. you understand some of this pushback? Oh, there's no question, Brett, that we could have done a better job in communicating what it does. And let me, let me share with you what this Department of Homeland Security does and has been doing for years throughout the past administration included. We address disinformation that presents a security threat to the homeland. Disinformation from Russia, from China, from Iran, from the cartels. I'll give you a real life example. The cartels spread disinformation that Title 42 does not apply to the Haitians. Mm -hmm. And that wow. prompts potentially what? Haitians to try to come to the United States. Okay, and sure. what do we do? You gotta... U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Phenomenal. All right, gee, that's, that's enough of this. Wow. Phenomenal. So now we got to play the Project Veritas video we come back about all the real terrorists coming over through the turnstiles that Biden has created. Crazy Town as well, coming up. the biggest weasel I think I've ever seen. Studio 6B, 30 minutes past the hour, hour two. Glad you're in on a Monday, just getting the week started. Paul Nolan's here with the news. Rick Emirati's got more sports. Rick Delgado's here, GeoFriend, as always. Let's do Crazy Town because, as I said in the top of the show, the second segment, the thing that caught my attention, obviously, is the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Really, there's only been one year that the White House Correspondents' Dinner was anything that was relevant, and that, of course, is the year that Imus went down there and smoked the Clintons. <laughs> Smoked them so bad that the White House the next day 
reached out to C-SPAN and asked them not to rerun it. Because <laughs> the I man went down there and took care of business like he said he would. And other than that year, their correspondence dinner has been pretty much, well, pathetic. Especially in the last 20 years, 10 years, whatever, 15 years. It's been just a bunch of clapping seals kissing everybody's ass. It's just ridiculous. So... But this year was Trevor Noah, and of course with Biden there, it's always going to be an adventure. So here it is, Crazy Town Correspondence Dinner with Biden and Trevor Noah. Roll it, Chi. And a special thanks to the 42% of you actually applauded. I'm really excited to be here tonight with the only group of Americans with a lower approval rating than I have. This is the first um, time uh, the president attended this dinner in six years. Yeah. We had a horrible plague, followed by two years of COVID. If my predecessor came to this dinner this year, now that would really have been a real coup. The very first president to attend the White House Correspondents' Dinner was Calvin Coolidge in 1924. I'd just been elected to the United States Senate. Jill is with me tonight. Jill, she did say the other day, instead of introducing myself as Jill Biden's husband, Maybe to introduce myself as her roommate. You're famous for interviewing your interviewing skills. Well, he's bombing. Billy, <laughs> you should know what you're doing, pal. You know it, you know it well. And you should, I think you should hope meets the press. Maybe they start to watch it again. I told problem? my grandkids and Pete Buttigieg they could stay up late and watch this show tonight. We come here to answer a very important question in everybody's mind. Why in hell are we still doing this? <laughs> Another question about whether you should gather here tonight because of COVID. Well, he well himself, didn't he? we're here to show the country that we're getting through this pandemic. Plus, everyone had to prove they were fully vaccinated and boosted. Just contact your favorite Fox News reporter. They're all here, vaccinated and boosted. I came to office with an ambitious agenda, and I expected it to face stiff opposition in the Senate. I just hoped it would be from Republicans. But I'm not worried about the midterms. I'm not worried about them. We may end up with more partisan gridlock, but I'm confident we can work it out during my remaining six years in the presidency. I'm not really here to roast the GOP. That's not my style. Besides, there's nothing I can say about the GOP that Kevin McCarthy hasn't already put on tape. Ronald Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear this wall down. That one's okay. Today's Republicans say, tear down Mickey Mouse's house. But Republicans (laughs) seem to support one Crickets on that one. Some guy named Brandon. He's having a really good year. Poison. <laughs> That's pretty good. He's running through our democracy. He still doesn't get it, though. No. <laughs> all, all this taking place with this information massively on the rise. The First Amendment grants a free press extraordinary protection. But with it comes, as many of you know, a very heavy obligation to seek the truth as best you can. There's incredible pressure on you all to deliver heat instead of shed light because the technology is changing so much the system is changing what american democracy is not a reality show i'm going to turn this over to trevor now strap myself into my seat it is my great honor to be speaking tonight at the nation's most distinguished super spreader events do you read any of your own newspapers I mean, I expect this from Sean Hannity, but the rest of you, what are you doing here? The second someone offers you a free dinner, you all turn into Joe Rogan. I mean, Dr. Fauci dropped out. That should have been a pretty big sign. (laughs) Fauci thought it was too dangerous to come tonight. 
Pete Davidson thinks it's okay. Just chill. We're celebrating. We're out. You know, get comfortable. Not too comfortable, Jeffrey Tubin. Not too comfortable. You know what? So what, Jeffrey? You made a mistake. You whipped it out in front of your co-workers. That's the first step to winning a Grammy for Comedy Album of the Year. You're halfway there, my friend. Yeah, I might roast you gently, you know, like a pair of testicles on a Tucker Carlson special. What if I make like a really mean joke, you know, about like Kellyanne Conway, and then her husband rushes up on the stage and thanks me? You would never allow personal connections to affect your ability to be good journalists. Isn't that right, Chris Cuomo? Where is Chris, by the way, is he? Is he here? Before people uh, order their Ubers home tonight, Governor Greg Abbott is generously providing free buses for the Telemundo table. We've got the media, we've got celebrities, basically anyone who's been to Jeffrey Epstein's island. This is an exclusive wow, event. Rhonda Sanctus is here. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm actually surprised that he found the time. You know, he's been so busy trying to outmaneuver Trump for 2024. I see you, Ron. Blaming Trump for the lockdowns, distancing yourself from the vaccines that Trump created with his own two hands. Nobody knew how to make vaccines until I made them. Beautiful, beautiful vaccines. Nobody knew how. Not even Fauci. You see, what I like about Ron DeSantis is, is like, if Trump was the original Terminator. DeSantis is like the T-1000. You know, you're smarter than him. You're slicker than him. You can walk down ramps. First you ban the math textbooks, then nobody knows how to count the votes. Boom, my man, ha ha ha. Whenever there's a disaster anywhere in the world, Chef Jose is there. Yeah. Which I guess is why he's sitting exactly. at the CNN table tonight. We all get to be in the Oof. same room as the most powerful man in the United States. So let's give it up for Joe Manchin, everybody. You know, I was a little confused about why me, but then I was told that you get your highest approval ratings when a biracial African guy is standing next to you. So uh, uh, I'm glad that I could uh, do my part. <laughs> Ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything. Well, Joe thinks no, that's it really hysterical. has been uh, a tough first year for you, that. Mr. President. Hilarious. President Biden's lack of a filter does get him into hot water sometimes. You know, last month he caused a huge international incident saying that Vladimir Putin should be removed from power. It was very, very upsetting to Russia. Yeah, until someone explained to them that none of the stuff Biden wants actually gets done. Really dark times since he took office. The COVID pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the launch of CNN Plus. Glad you could make it tonight, Jen. It's nice that you're willing to come over here and risk getting COVID for like, what, the 10th time now? Let me ask, how do you keep getting COVID, Jen? Moving to MSNBC is gonna be a big switch up for you because right now your current job is to make the Biden administration look as good as, as possible, you know, at all costs. Now you're gonna be at MSNBC and you're gonna have to, um, you'll be fine, actually. Man, I, I love watching your shows. You know, when Trump was in office, your shows were all about how bad he Pretty was. Good. And now that Biden's in office, your shows are all about how bad Trump was. Consistency is important. We appreciate that, we really do. Let's give it up for the White House press pool. Every day you demand answers on the pressing issues of the day. And then Fox News asks about Hunter Biden. People need to be held accountable if they're using their dad's name to get ahead in life. And I can't think of anyone better to ask about that than Peter Ducey. Yeah. Wherever he is, Chris Wallace laughed at that joke. Right? Fox News is sort of like a waffle house. Yeah. It's relatively normal in the afternoon, but as soon as the sun goes down, drunk lady named Janine threatening to fight every Mexican who comes in. You can't throw me out. I know the real president. Chuck Todd is here. Chuck, you here? Yeah. How you doing? I'd ask a follow-up, but I know you don't know what those are. 
Where's Jeff Zucker, by the way? Also couldn't make it? What's, what's happening over there? Oh. Apparently, Jeff got fired after he tried to keep his workplace relationship a secret, which is weird because if he really didn't want anyone to know about it, he could have just made a show about it on CNN+. Plus. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so sad. CNN+, Plus gone, but forgotten. This is truly the golden era of conspiracy theories. Whether it's the right wing believing Trump can still win the 2020 election or the left believing Joe Biden can still win the 2024 election. <laughs> Please be careful leaving tonight. We all know this administration doesn't handle evacuations well. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much. That's the wow. best one. That's the best one of all night. That's the best one. That was a good one. Wow. wow. Hey, thank God he had writers for him because he's not funny. No. <laughs> yeah, that was good writing. Some good. No, he's, uh, he's pretty much lame. A he couple good lame. zingers in there. I I can appreciate taking out both sides in a night like this. Yeah, yeah. But just take out both sides, and he, I guess he kind of did. Couple yeah, he, couple good he, ones he there. Had a couple that landed. Yeah, there's good. a couple that landed there. Mm -hmm. Biden was awful though. You know, Obama was great. Obama was great. He has no, say what you will. But he had good timing. No. Not the best material, but he had good timing. He's a showman. Yeah. <laughs> But Trevor, no, I don't know. He's kind of lame, right? He's so lame. Yeah. But at least he had the, at least he, you know, took the shots. He had the shit. You know, if he didn't take those shots, his fellow comedians would have completely disowned that him. That evacuation. already have. The evacuation that was a good one. That evacuation be the joke is a good one. I'd like That's to go with one. Putin, too. And then Putin yeah. found out nothing you try to do ever gets done. Yeah. So, you it, know. It's funny, too, because I've known a couple of comics that have written for these things in the past. And it, it's a big deal for them. You know, these guys that, that you might see uh, in a local comedy club, if they get picked, it's a big deal. So they try and bring the A material. And uh, <laughs> I can't believe they let, him, uh, they let him fly with that evacuation joke, to be honest with you. Well, it looked like he sang that in there at the end, though. That was They kind of give him the freedom, though, to, to make, poke fun there. Well, it's, it's Some funny of the things you saw with Norm MacDonald back in the day were great. It's funny you say that because, you know, the year that Imus did it, with the took out the Clintons. I mean, he savaged the Clintons, and of course, they called for it the next day to not be <laughs> shown again. But as we as they went through it, you know, he said number one, um, they signed off on everything I said. None of it was a surprise. And he said if he was so mad about what I said at the three minute mark, because he made a joke about Clinton, you know, being in the back of the pickup. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> it's still funny he said in, in minute in minute three he says i do a willie nelson joke about roger clinton smoking dope at the 10 minute mark and you can hear bill clinton the president at the time yucking it up laughing like crazy going that's a good one there i like that one i like that <laughs> so if he was so pissed off about what i said in minute three why is he yucking it up at minute 10 why didn't he get up and leave? But Imus's was genius. You know, he walked up to the podium, and this was when Clinton was in the white water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all the pit. And he, he walked up to the, he walked up there and said, well, it's all this paperwork. White He goes, well, no one leaves this kind of just laying around. And then he looks at Hillary. And I mean, the room just exploded. You got to find some And she laughed like hell, too. Yeah, you you got to find some of that video. I'd like to see that. He savaged the Clintons that night in a way that's never been done like that. But in a funny way. Of course, he had the great Rob Bartlett, Charles McCord, yeah, Larry Kenny. Writers. 
writing for them. And of mm-hmm. course, he was obviously a genius. Rick, did you like Norm MacDonald? Because in Love 97, he roasted, uh, he, was good. He, he roasted Clinton, too. And he got some digs, man. Oh, like, what, some... what about when he went on The View? Oh, yeah. He's like, hey, yeah. hey I'm glad the guy uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, killed the guy. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Out of the <laughs> White House. Yeah. They're like, you can't say that. And he's like, what? You guys didn't know he killed a guy? <laughs> he just kept doubling down on it. <laughs> it was so funny. He loved to bomb. He didn't care. Oh, man. Yeah, there's really only been a couple that you could look back on and, and think that, you know, they had, the talent was really. It's usually like what we just saw. Yeah. It's like, it's like Noah level. Yeah, it's Lame, been, like benign. It's like it's like little gentle pats. Yeah, yeah. They don't really go for the kill. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, live from Studio Six B. We'll wrap it up when we get back. to the hour live from studio 6b big day tomorrow two o'clock we'll see what the fed's gonna do gonna raise rates a half percentage point half a point three quarters of a point uh 2 p.m we'll get the fed's decision and then of course we'll get their guidance which might be actually more important most people already have a half half point raise already baked in it's gonna be what he says after that that's gonna be more important so uh, if you haven't talked to our friends at Birch Gold Group, by the way, now's the time to do it. Physical gold and silver, they're the experts at it. It's a great way to hedge against inflation. Inflation may have peaked, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily coming down anytime soon. Uh, they'll give you options. If you want to buy gold coins, if you want to convert an existing IRA to a gold IRA, you want to convert an eligible 401k account to a gold IRA account, those are the people to talk to, our friends at Birch Gold. Here's how you get started. Text the word AMERICA to 989898, and you get your free information. Get with absolutely no obligation. They'll show you how to protect your gold and silver investments in a tax-sheltered account. They've made it super easy. All you got to do is text the word AMERICA, send it to 989898, and our friends at Birch Gold Group will get you a free information kit with absolutely no obligation, and they'll show you how owning gold and silver could help protect that savings. 12 minutes to the hour. Like I said, big day tomorrow. We'll have, we'll be covering it tomorrow night. We'll see what the Fed's decision is. We'll see what the guidance is. CPI data a week later. That'll be the big number to see if this inflation will come down, has come down at all. Uh, CPI, that's the following week. So Fed decision tomorrow, CPI the week after that, and we'll see where we're at. Um, LOL, the day, G. Biden was out today. Uh, well, Biden versus the prompter at the Presidential Rank Awards. This should be good. Roll it. Well, thank you all. Karen, uh, thank you for the great job you're doing leading the Office of Personnel Management. And thank you, Diana. Uh, thank you most of all for the difference you've made. Because you and your she team delivered, uh, there are families who gather around a dinner table tonight 
and it's completely filled. There's no empty chairs. A million people have died. A million people have died, but think of all the lives you helped save. You know, uh, it's that uh, it's uh, it's that what the president rank award is all about. They're about the families in every corner of this country whose lives all of you, all of you who are behind me on the screen, all of you have touched. And by restoring their faith and coming through for them today, you're helping strengthen our country for tomorrow in a literal sense. You and your colleagues couldn't have done you, if you had opportunities, looking back on it, probably one of you, you could have done anything. What? Almost anything with your career. You're so talented. You're showing America, the world, that we can do what we can do when we come together. Thank you. Not only to you, but to your families as well. For the, for the sacrifice you've all made to serve Ooh. our nation, and to deliver for all the folks around the kitchen tables tonight, and today, and this morning, and tomorrow, and the next day, who might never know your name. She's like, where's the exit? Mr. President, have you made a decision on student loan debt? Uh, that was wow. bizarre. Well, if that's Biden versus the prompter, it's one prompter, Biden zero. Oh. That he was DQ'd early. That was Let's very be real bizarre. at this point. The prompter's got like a thousand points. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Especially the way she was standing there looking at him like, that was weird. Wasn't that weird? Didn't, didn't strange. I like said she, she looked like she was looking for the exit early on there. She, she didn't look like she Mortified. was happy to be there. She, no. She, no. It was odd. Well, you know, the thing is, when you're standing there next to him, you can also see the prompter. So you can actually see what's supposed to be being said. <laughs> so when you look at that, that only gives you the option to look at him and go like, what are you looking at? <laughs> is that Because that's not what I see. <laughs> Uh, one more thing on the SCOTUS here tonight before we get to sports. Jonathan Turley knows a little something about this. The alleged leak of the opinion in Dobbs versus Jackson's Women Health Organization is nothing short of breathtaking. It would constitute one of the greatest breaches of security in the history of the court. The article represents the greatest crisis that Chief Justice John Roberts has faced in his tenure on the court. It is a breach of the most fundamental obligations and traditions of the court. If this is a true copy of the draft opinion, it is hard not to view this as a malicious act. What is the motivation of releasing such a decision? The only intent of such a leak is to trigger a response from outside the court. So, all right, let's do some sports before we wrap it up. Um, and here with that, Slick Rick. What's going on, Slick Rick? All right, Big D. Well, it's all over in that first NBA game, that East semifinal. The uh, Heat have smoked the Sixers 106-92. to guess the Sixers uh, got uh, trounced at that second half there, Big D. So that game is in the books. And the Bruins took a caning from Carolina as that game just went final 5-1. to That was the first game of the uh, East round one. And uh, right now, the uh, let's see, Toronto is uh, actually short-circuiting the Lightning. Tampa's losing that game and that is 5-0. That's midway through the third period and we have another game. Gee, if you could just cue up that shot, the uh, Blues are going to see the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota at the XL Energy Center. Uh, I don't know if G has that. Yeah, that's a photo of me in front of the XL Center about five <laughs> years ago, right before a Prince tribute concert. It was about four months after he passed away. They did a huge concert with Stevie Wonder, Chaka Khan, great show, and that's in front of the XL Center where that game just on the way zero zero first period
period action. Let's go to the NHRA and, National and, and Hot Rod. Uh, you're holding up your hand there to meet with Prince's hand. Yeah, I'm giving him the high five. That was a radio station. That was a shot that was taken outside. Uh, yeah, that was the. That's actually the left hand that I actually grabbed on stage. I grabbed his left hand though as well when we danced with him a number of years ago. Okay. So good stuff. Got to get Prince in there anytime we're in Minnesota. <laughs> anyway, Circle K National Hot Rod Association Holy boys. <laughs> Concord, North Carolina, where everything's happening yeah, down in North Carolina right. these days. Top Fuel, Mike Salinas wins it at 330.47 miles per hour. That's a 3.7 second quarter mile. You know, the world record is like three and a half seconds. A little Paul over three and a half seconds. The, That's Paul cooking. coming into the building every night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the funny car, being as you guys are in a funny mood tonight. John Force wins it with a 328.86 <laughs> top speed and three a 3.9 quarter mile. Woof, cooking. And top alcohol dragster. That's Rick's favorite. 265 miles an hour. Corey McCalchick, uh 5.35 uh, quarter mile. Not too bad. Uh, and uh, top fuel, uh, Harley. Motorcycles, boys. Randall Andras, uh, 224 miles an hour, six and a quarter in the quarter mile. Boy, that's cooking on a bike, boys. Unbelievable. Good race. And uh, last but not least, we got to get to the PBR, Pro Bull Riders Association. And this one is the uh, 2022 Unleashed the Beast. Regular season is officially in the books. And Dakota Lewis made sure to end things with a bang. This is from the PBR writers, Darcy Miller. Uh, It was a big, big weekend for Dakota Lewis. The Montana native kicked off his home state event in Billings by sharing the round one lead with Kaiki Pacheco, who's actually world number two, and ultimately splitting the round one victory when those scores held up. He then drove to North Dakota to compete in the Pendleton Whiskey Velocity Tour event before returning to Billings and notching his first Unleash the Beast event win in his home state to qualify for the PBR World Finals. Coming up in the middle of this month, we'll be all over that, boys. Yes, very and, very good. Hey, it's a wrap in sports. Close it out. Excellent. Thanks, Slick Rick. <laughs> We're anything? going to that, right, Rick? Absolutely. <laughs> going on anything, location? Yeah, with Harry else? on the highway. Anything else in news, Paul? <laughs> oh, you know, it's not enough time. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Um, I just want to say Animal Topper one more yeah. time. Oh, right? yeah. Man. Yep. Cool. Uh, by the way, the I should, let me give out. Um, is that the way I can just read it like that, Fran? So it's go. It, there is a go. Um, give send go. Yes. Give send go. Good. Not the ghost on me. No, I can't find it. It's uh, give send go dot com slash g three six x y is the address. G three six x y. G three six x y. Go give send go dot com slash. One more time. G three six x y. Okay, we'll post it on our social media as well. Fran sent it to me, and now it's like gone off my phone. Uh, but we'll post it on all our social media tonight. Um, anything you can give, obviously, would be much appreciated to the family, to us. Uh, we'll do the same. Um, and, yeah, we dedicate this show to her memory and just terrible news. And Life's short. Be nice to each other. Yeah, just shows you. Life can be uh, changed in an instant. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines, farmers, truckers, everybody who keeps the country moving. Thanks, everybody, on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, like every night, thanks to you, the Live from Studio 6B audience. Say a prayer tonight. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m.